Hi everyone and welcome back to season four of Absolute Clarity, your number one travel management podcast brought to you by Clarity, your business travel experts. As always, I'm your host Kyle Daniels, joined by Pat McDonough, Clarity CEO. Hi Kyle. How you doing Pat? Good, thanks, yeah. Feels like weeks since we last did a podcast. I think it's about an hour. <laughs> it's been an hour, hasn't it, yeah. We've done about six this week. Uh, but all for you guys listening at home. Uh, and as an extra special treat, we've invited on the godfather of business travel, Clive Ratton. Is it the chief executive at the BTA? Well, no, I prefer the Godfather, but yes, the, uh, the Godfather. We'll stick with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be in the description. <laughs> How you doing, Clive? Because I am. I'm all right, Carl. So, we before we get into too much into the show, let's give people a bit of a background into first what the BTA is and your role within that. Sure. Well, obviously, BTA stands for the Business Travel Association, uh, and uh, I'm the chief executive. As we mentioned, I've been in role since September. Uh, and the association here has been around for over 35 years, and it's there to represent the interests of the business travel uh, industry. Um, so the travel management companies, which of course Clarity are, are a key partner, and many others. Um, it's about really championing the cause of uh, business travel in our industry, uh, government lobbying, um, public relations, supplier relations, uh, and really just making sure we've got a, a strong industry moving forward that uh, delivers to our end customer, which is the business traveller, in a really good way and a a secure industry. So that's what we do. So Clive, you took the job about, it'd be about a year ago now, won't it? Yeah, just shy of it, September, yeah, so we're coming up to it. So So it's your fault, is it, sister? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's all on your watch. (laughs) (laughs) What, What a baptism of fire that's been then. Well, it has been uh, interesting and, and clearly for all of us in the industry is not something we were anticipating. And for me, um, it really you know, changed, of course, what um, your objectives and role was, was set out to do. But, but in many ways, and you know, not kind of making any good out of the situation we find ourselves in, what it, what it allowed us to do as the, as the BTA was really highlight the importance of business travel and you know, the, the impact that the association can have. But um, yeah, it's, it's been really tough. It's an industry I've been in. For, you know, 40 years one way or another, and, it, and it's really you know, sad to see what's happened in it. But in you know, the other side of that, it's wonderful to have the opportunity to lead the uh, the industry and try and help it recover and and uh, you know get what how important business travel is to the UK economy and beyond and hurt a little bit. So yeah, baptism of fire in many roles that we've all had over our times is probably the best way. So Clive, if we think about the the last few months, and um, I, I guess. Uh... I guess uh, they're the most relevant. Obviously, we go back to the business travel show, uh, probably the the point at which a lot of us were starting to think you know, something something slightly scary was going on in in China, and uh, and it may start to affect us. Obviously, things snowballed significantly from that point. So, from the BTA's perspective, how did that how did that play out for for you and the BTA team? Well, I think, yeah, like everyone, it, it came uh, over the horizon really very quickly. So if you, you go back to um, 23 March, I think it was when you know, lockdown happened was the, the kind of the critical time. That's when it became real. We were, there was lots of bits and pieces leading up to it where we were kind of keeping an eye on what was going on and trying to anticipate what was coming. But uh, there was no way we could have anticipated what, what was really going to happen post that, that lockdown. So when we, we got to that point, I, I guess the, the first thing we did was just to kind of talk to all the members. That's what we needed to do and just get a, a feel for that 
um, views and how they were kind of feeling at that point. And it, it was fairly difficult time. Um, and then you really got to break it down into how can we start to help? What do we need to do? And that was the, the first key thing is sorting the, the team out, what resources we've got, what direction it was going in, ramping up our partners such as um, you know, Cavendish uh, Advocacy, who are our, our government affairs partners who do a lot of our work in government and our um, PR company is to really ramp up the messaging um, from that, make sure they were fully briefed. Uh, and then the first little stages was just listening a lot, it's just to the industry, so it's both to the members and partners, which are clearly, you know, the airlines, hoteliers, train companies, etc., as, as you well know, uh, and, and trying to map out what the plan was and, and putting in an action plan. And I, I've always seen it really as three stages. The first stage was the kind of shock and awe stage where it all kind of cracked off and yeah, everything was closed down. Uh, and we started talking to government around what the business support was needed for the for this industry and many others, in truth. Uh, and then we got into the, the kind of calm stage, if that's the right word, or the hibernation stage, as you know, Pat, where staff have been put on furloughed and, and the, the businesses have kind of been um, slowed right down. And we're now entering right now you know, the third stage, which is the restart and recovery stage, as the government call it. But it's a very stuttering start, a really difficult start. And, you know, from the BTA point of view, we've really focused on those three stages and, and always trying to be ahead of when that stage starts. We can advise members what's coming down the tubes. Yeah, and I guess I guess that first stage was was interesting, wasn't it? I remember very clearly, uh, um, probably it was probably the Friday before the lockdown on the Monday. We had uh, uh, what we call the BTA Phoenix call, didn't we? And that that was a just a, a group of TMC members um, talking amongst ourselves. And one of the things that struck me about that time was that okay, we were seeing a big business challenge coming down the road but there's a real power isn't there in speaking to people going through the same thing at the same time uh your your business peers if you like yeah i think you're absolutely right Pat. and i think that's something that's been again encouraging that came out of this is what we try to do the bta or say look there's never been a time where the community has needed each other and we there's a point in life where you have to put competition a little bit to one side and say how are we going to get through this together and the Phoenix call that you refer to that you've, you've been an active member of, and I'd be interested in kind of your views too, but it was very much in the early days, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a little bit reserved and people were a little bit uh, reluctant to go too far. But very quickly when the severity of the situation arose, um, you know, people started talking. It was really good and beneficial to everyone involved to share the kind of pain and um, you know what the issues were and best practice. Uh, and I think that's been key part of all of it through this, that they've maintained uh, those calls are maintained through this process and, and they've you know, really stayed as being a core part of helping people uh, in the TMCs. Yeah, and it's, that's an interesting one, Pat. How have you found, obviously, being a TMC that's a, a member of the BTA, how have you found BTA's help during this? I think it's multifaceted, really. So the, the first thing, like I say, is just that uh, that sense of community, which I think is is very important. Um we as a as a, a member board um we we you know we we get on very well we share ideas with with each other we we talk on a regular basis anyway and i think already there was a strength in that in that group and that community prior to this which has stood us in good stead through this so uh, just as i say that that feeling that there's a there's a a, a shared purpose a bond a uh, a kinship if you like um is important for any leader of a business in a situation like this so i i would say that that has been a a, a big benefit 
it it just helps. There's there's a there's an empathy there that that's important. The second thing is that Clive and his team have been absolutely superb in keeping the information flowing. And honestly, there were days when so much happened in a single day in terms of news from the industry that it's so hard to keep up with everything. But but Clive and the team essentially got that nice and neat in a in a summary for us every single day so that we could be on top of the issues, um, both in terms of um, industry actions. So that might be things about airlines and cancellation and refund policies. It could be the latest news from IATA. It could be the news from the train operating com- companies, right through to political insights via Cavendish, uh, the, our, our, um, our lobbying um, uh, support agency. I, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, that's probably wrong. Spot on. Spot on. No, it's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, who who would tell us, you know, what's going on in government? What's the latest thinking? What's likely to happen next? And that just puts you in, in possession of the facts at a time where it's so fast moving that that's obviously critical. And then um, beyond that, um, there's the very important function that the BTA plays for us and that we're working really hard to promote and amplify, which is the voice of business travel. So trying to get um, government to listen to the value that business travel adds to the economy, uh, to understand the impact of uh, things like travel restrictions, um, to uh, work with government to see if there's any industry-specific support that can be achieved and so on. And that collective voice is so much more powerful than the individual TMC voice. So, so that's important. And actually, it goes beyond the TMC, by the way. It goes to the supplier partners uh, because they are obviously critical uh, to, to business travel and, and are impacted by it. And the travelers and the, and the businesses who use our services as well. So there's a, there's a huge need to promote the needs of business travel for the benefit of UK PLC. And that's what Clive's been doing very actively. We've had good levels of coverage on national TV and, and, uh, and newspapers and so on. And, uh, and certainly those, those three very specific benefits have been massive over the last, uh, three or four months for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that the, the good thing generally about having working for the BTA is the board is really um, together with the single direction, and it, it that you know that comes from a bunch of competitors that sit around the table. Is the direction is is very clear, and that helps uh, me massively in moving it forward. And, and, and Pat was part of the the board that you know said we've got to raise the the, the profile of this industry uh, and have it recognised. You know, two hundred and twenty billion adds business travel trips add in a normal year. I hasten to add to the UK GDP. That is huge. So business travel pretty much underpins everything that happens positively in the UK economy, whether it's domestically or internationally. And yet we weren't getting understood and, and to a certain extent still not by government around the importance of, of business travel. Uh, and that's our you know one sole kind of focus for so much of the time is educating government about the importance of it and the role that travel management companies pay um, in a normal year to the prosperity of the UK economy, but more importantly right now, to the recovery of the UK economy. And that's why, you know, I get hugely frustrated. And I've learned masses over the last kind of 17, 18 weeks, like talking to MPs and civil servants uh, around the, the, the kind of, it's unfair to say lack of knowledge, but just kind of not awareness or lack of awareness around how important mm. it is. 
Um, and the great news story is always people's holidays getting disrupted, and, and that's what the press like to feed off. So we've had to push really hard to um, to get it heard. Um, that, you know, business travel is critical in this recovery that we that we need to get into pretty quickly. It, it never ceases to amaze me, actually, how little people understand or recognise what our industry is. So. Um, we, I guess we've all, and many of our listeners will be through this in their personal lives when they tell people what they do. Um, they'll say, well, so is that a travel agent then? Do you send people on holiday? And, uh, and you have to, you have to explain that to them. But, but even within government, it's, it's an uphill struggle, isn't it, Clive? Actually get, getting that message across and people understanding how different and how important our industry is to the leisure travel industry, you know, compared to the leisure travel industry. Yeah, I mean, so I, it's hugely so. I mean, because uh, there's another area as well that you, you kind of get frustrated with that it's the, you know, the guys and girls traveling in suits are going off to do sign multi mega deals over a, a posh lunch somewhere in uh, in New York and, and yeah. you know, saying, well, it's not that. It's it's humanitarian aid, it's charity travel, it's academia, it's construction, it's oil and gas people traveling around. And, you know, sometimes you see the eyes go wide when you start talking around that piece as to how important and how far and wide the, the, the skill set that travel on business is. And and again, it's you all know very much that it's not just about traveling all long haul in business class. It's, it's getting on trains or getting in hire cars and driving up and down the country. That is That is business travel. And interestingly, now when we move into this kind of new era that um, people are going to be working from home, really just going into the office a couple of days a week could be seen as business travel now. And, it, and it, you know that really changes the emphasis that everybody in their lives will do some form of business travel. Uh, and yet government don't seem to see that. And uh, they're probably one of the you know, largest spenders in the UK for, uh, for business travel, which um, is a slight irony that, uh, that makes me smile every now and again. Uh, and part of the challenges that we have to get over. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, you often read in the papers, don't you, when they talk about business travel. I think we, there was an article that involved uh, uh, the BTA as well. And uh, the headline was that business bosses uh, may be given exemptions to jet off to to meetings. And, and you just, you do think, you know, that, that really doesn't even begin to describe um, the majority of what we do as as business travel agencies, travel management companies, because yeah, like you say, a lot of the time we're sending people out to build things, um, to care for people, to research things, to physically do things a lot of the a lot of the time. And um, I know from from seeing your various um, TV interviews, and I've done a couple as well. The the first question from the interviewer is often, well, everybody's video conferencing now, aren't they? Um, so so is business travel a thing of the past? <laughs> it's it's amazing to to hear that kind of message still. Yeah, it's there all the time. And the other, yeah, I go back to something you said earlier, Pat. Like, kind of your interest, your views. It drives me mad in many ways when I hear the word travel agent, and I've always balked against that, even uh, in my days of being in a in a TMC, is that. We are, you know, a professional services organisation giving advice on the growth and prosperity of UK business and we're there as advisors. And I think it's unfair on some of the great staff that we've got within this industry uh, that are wide and varied. And that's not disrespecting travel agents on the leisure side. It's just that it steps out as being, you know, it's a much wider brief when you're in the business travel um, industry around the, the information that you're providing. I don't know what your views are on that, um, 
Perfect. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I actually think travel agency um, demands more respect than it gets a lot of the time, when, especially when it's, you know, when it's done as well as uh, many of our, our colleagues in the industry do it. Um, but like you say, yeah, the, there's a complexity to, to business travel that um, many won't understand or appreciate. Our businesses do incredible things for our customers to to make things happen. Actually, over the last few months, we've demonstrated that in spades at times, um, getting people back from places all over the world that uh, no ordinary pe- uh, person or business could do, um, which you know is 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 massive. Finding solutions for people when they physically have to travel in a market that's pretty closed. Um, and then now, right now, trying to unpick the myriad of rules and regulations and uh, advise, advise a business, on, a customer, on how best to navigate that if they want to restart business travel from this point. So it, it is so complex, so multifaceted that, um, that yeah, you know, it, it doesn't even begin to describe it when you say that somebody's just booking travel it, it goes way beyond that and that's a message we kind of, you know, keep giving to um, to government and we are getting there a little bit you know i think we had a sort of breakthroughs where they've actually made the government have mentioned travel management companies in uh, in some of the briefings uh, and certainly when i've been speaking to some of the mps now over the last 12 15 weeks it is beginning to get there but um and really the depth of what we of what the industry does and that will continue long post um when we come out of this crisis of doing that, that educational piece and then the value of what travel management is all about and what our people are. And it, it's still very much a people business, even though there's some awesome technology out there. Uh, it still comes down to people. And, and, and that's what this industry does really well. It's having great people in it. I do think we, we sometimes don't help ourselves. We, um, when we looked at rebranding clarity and, and how we were going to speak about ourselves, we more often than not these days talk about ourselves as a business travel agency. Um, as a as opposed to a, a travel management company, or even worse than that, a TMC. <laughs> if you say to somebody out on the street, is we uh, yeah work for a TMC? They say uh, you know they might nod their head and look a bit vacant, and uh, and off they go. Or they might ask you what the hell is that? Um, but they certainly most of them won't know. If you then tell them that it's a, that's a travel management company again, they're they're thinking is that got something to do with traffic and cones and you know what is it? Business travel agency is a bit clearer. And I, I think the rebrand to the BTA, Clive, has been quite a big uh, step forward as well, hasn't it? Because previously, the, the guild of travel management companies would have been even more difficult to sell into into those uh, government and, and business arenas, wouldn't it? Uh, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think you know, that was a crucial piece of our evolution as an association last year was to change it to the Business Travel Association. And you know, not to use too much of a cliche, but it does say do what it says on the tin and people understand it and it becomes much clearer. And, and I think you made the point earlier that you know, we really want to represent the travel business travel agencies, but equally the supply chain, which is the airlines, it's the business travel industry, everything that makes a business travel um, trip happen. Uh, and that allows us very much to do it. And I think it's been absolutely crucial in, in you know, where we want to head to and, and getting recognised for an industry separate within the travel industry as, uh, as the business travel industry alone. Mm-hmm. So what, what's our uh, our main ask of government uh, at the moment, uh, I guess? What, what are we currently asking the government to do to assist our industry? 
Well, we're, we're talking uh, today just at a time where the, um, the Spanish quarantine has been uh, re-established and um, what the, the two kind of key criteria that we're asking for, one is transparency um, and to allow us to give some confidence back to the industry around the decision-making process. As those will remember, what happened uh, for Spain was, was literally overnight um, the fourteen-day quarantine was moved back in, which you know we, as an industry, I think you'd agree that we we totally support the government's approach to keeping this country safe, and we always knew that quarantine could be reintroduced. But what we don't appreciate is one the, the short time span and the lack of transparency as to why and how those decisions are being made. Now we are we know they're being made around um, some important statistics that are being shared. It's just not being put into the public domain and allowing industry to have some input into that. So the big ask for the government right here and now as I talk is is to say, look, we support you, but you've got to help us uh, by giving us information. And the second one uh, really is to continue support for this industry, which is hugely beleaguered right now, whether it's um, you know in the industry we talk or the associated ones such as airlines and um, hoteliers and what have you. But clearly we're just interested in, in business travel agents uh, and it's asking government for longer support than uh, for the businesses than we have right now. And we're just about to go into a, a new battle on that and a new campaign um, around uh, support beyond October, uh, which I think is, is really vital. And what I've learned from government is that you, when you're doing these campaigns, you only want one or two. If you're going wider and broader, then you lose focus and, and you lose interest from their perspective. So it's important that we pick up the two most important issues at any given time or maximum three and really focus on them. And then you use every weapon you've got in uh, your armory, which is from going straight to uh, ministers. Uh, we've learned to go in our civil servants, who, as everybody knows, are the ones that prepare the documents and the, um, the strategy for MPs to sign off uh, and anything associated uh, around the industry that can help us. So uh, other associations uh, that we can work with as well and, and really focusing on those messages to get them heard as uh, as much as possible and then you wrap all of that up in a PR strategy uh, that tries to get you as much national press or national TV as you possibly can to highlight the issue uh, and that's what we will continue to do so right now it's it's support um, for the industry which takes those two forms really of allowing us to give confidence back to the business traveller to start booking again uh, by allowing you know, you know, us a piece of what the decision making process is uh, and um, yeah seeing where we go from there but it's not easy. No, and of course, our industry is in, it's not a unique position, um, but it is one of the most severely impacted industries out there because, frankly, um, we're in a position uh, where uh, the large part of our revenue is no longer coming through the doors um, and won't be for a significant period of time at anything like the levels it used to. So, imagine. Uh, the hospitality trade was going through that up to and including you know around the fourth of July, um, and uh, and now the doors are open. They're starting to see revenues come back, and they can they can uh, obviously pay the bills. But in in business travel agency, for a lot of the airlines, um, for a lot of the hoteliers, the rail operators, there is a situation where the revenues coming through the door are simply not paying the bills. Schemes like furlough are clearly helpful, but the upshot for the industry at large, Clive, is obviously a, a, a rather alarming and uh, and very sad number of job losses as a consequence. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's tragic. I've been in the industry, as I said earlier, a long time, got you know, loads of friends, colleagues that are seeing that being impacted by this. And you know, the scary part is that if you lose your role right now, there's very little out there. Well, certainly not in travel, but you know, there's very few industries um, recruiting. There are some. Um, so you know, part of what I'm really passionate about, and I know you are on the board as well of the BTA, is this sense of community and, and reaching out and looking after um, those that have been unfortunate through no fault of their own to, to find themselves um, either out of work or facing that prospect in the not too distant future. So just today, actually, we, as you know, we've launched BTA Cares, which is a, a program throughout August, starting off of BTA Cares Month, uh, is, is helping those people that have been made redundant uh, with um, you know, talking to mentors, hearing about people that have been through the experience, how they found it, people that have actually already found roles in alternative industries. Uh, and really, you know, more importantly, is just keeping them in touch because it can be an extremely lonely place if you've lost your job and your whole support network. And with working from home um, and being remote, it's it's tougher. You've not had that human contact. So it's really important that we give a, a vehicle for those that are feeling uh, a little bit um, on the outside of things and, and in a difficult position, the chance to come in and keep in contact with the business travel industry and all of us that are within it. So, you know, it's, I can't find the right words because it, it say it's exciting to launch it. Clearly it's not because you're launching something that you really don't want to do. But I think it's really good that the, the community have come together and we've had support from, from many people. I'm sure, you know, it'd be good to hear your views because you're, you're going to be um, you know, talking on one of the, the webinars that we do, um, yeah. how important this kind of thing is. No, it, it really is. Um, I think it's fair to say that most of us aren't, aren't in this trade for the money. Um, <laughs> There are plenty Definitely of not. other things we could go and do. Thanks, Kyle. Um, but um, but in all seriousness, um, travel is something that people love. Um, a lot of our members, partners, um, affiliates, uh, people work for those businesses because they love to work for them. It's an exciting industry. Um, they create environments that uh, you know where their people are looked after, and uh, and people have built careers. Most of um, our members and partners have got extremely long levels of service within their businesses. So this change is is a massive adjustment for people to have to make, and unfortunately, people will lose their jobs. Um, having been through similar processes myself in the past, uh, when you know it's outside of your control, you may be in a role that you love. Maybe you know that that's not possible anymore. The adjustment is a difficult one, and we want to do everything we can to support people because travel, business travel, will come back. We want people to to want to stay in the industry and want to find ways back into the industry. But in the meantime, however we can support them, if that even means supporting them to, to find something outside of the industry, there's such a depth of talent there that any industry would benefit from from what uh, what our people, what our colleagues have to offer. Um, so so it's very important to me we support them, and it it ties in with the theme really that the BTA now is not what it used to be that old boys club that uh, that was very much uh, really about owners and and senior management within within member businesses. The BTA is there for everybody in our community. And this is the most powerful way to demonstrate that we're serious about that. 
Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, you and I have both been through it and been around a while, and you know, it's so different from what it was. And you know, it's not a criticism of where it came from. That was what, how business was done. But this is a, an association that's serious about its people, serious about its business, and serious about being heard and, and making a, a positive difference. And you know, I think that is really reflected on the, the enthusiasm and the energy we get from all of the membership, but not least um, the board. And you know, we're, we're still on that journey of making that happen, but what we have is a is a bunch of people who are absolutely determined to get through this scenario and still have business travel moving forward in a positive way, both from a, as an industry point of view, but as a, a place to come and work and attract that talent back because we are losing so much. You're so right, Pat. And it, it's been a bit of a struggle to attract people into it over the last few years, and we're trying to change that. And you know, we we are going to need some great people in this industry, and I hope we can get them back sooner rather than later but uh, we know it is going to be a bit of a bit of a bit of a journey before some of them are able to come back into this industry so there's been a lot of negative around the industry and something that we've tried to promote on the podcast is some positivity uh, coming out the other end of it so clive is there something that you've learned about yourself or about this industry that has been a positive for you well I, for, my, for myself i what i have uh, learned is um to accept that it's always uh okay not to be okay using the campaign i've had some real low moments through this time and i'm of a generation where you don't kind of uh, admit that too much and I, I think what i have learned is that through the whole of this scenario you lose some of the, the network that you've enjoyed some of the social piece and you've just been dealt non-stop um, bad news through the time is sharing it with the community and uh, people support you and i think that's been hugely positive for me personally for two reasons one being free to say, actually, I feel a bit rubbish today and it doesn't feel too good and people supporting you and that's been positive. And from the industry point of view, it's along the similar lines really is that suddenly, you know, the community really came together. And the one thing that I hope as we move forward is we don't lose that. And when we get back to normal, whatever that might look like, is that we still remain very much there for each other and we change this industry positively together. And we've had an opportunity through this is that, Everybody that um, has been put to the same point on the start line, regardless of whether you're an airline or a hotelier or a business travel agent, and now is the chance to all push forward together in the same um, direction at the same time. And we mustn't lose that. And that's a real opportunity and a positive that can come out of this whole scenario. Brilliant. I want to say thank you for everything that you've been doing for the industry. Really appreciated by all of us lot. Ditto. It really is, Clive. So uh, so thanks and, and keep doing it. I, I know you will. Yeah, cheers, and it uh, was the team and all of us. But yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a, been a fight, but they're not here, Clive. Take the credit, mate. Yeah, all right, credit. Yeah, it's all on you. Yeah, yeah, it's on your shoulders now. <laughs> take the blame. Take the credit. Yeah, you, good point. <laughs> so, if someone wanted to learn more about the BTA, where could they go? Well, then go to uh, our website, which is the usual three Ws and uh, BTA uk. Or, uh, you know, please uh, look me up on LinkedIn and get in touch. I, you know, I love talking to people and talking about what the industry does and, and how we can help them or their, or their company. So, um, yeah, that's the best way. Brilliant. And as always, you can get across to uh, learn more about Clarity at claritybt.com. I've been your host, Kyle Daniels. Thank you to Pat McDonough and Clive Ratton for joining us. And we will see you next time on Absolute Clarity. Thank you.